Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast, SAP's podcast series about the difference that open source can be. And in each episode, we will talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and today I'm going to talk to Volker Butzek and Peter Musik about VDI5, which is actually WDI5. Well, we'll talk about that later. Hi, Volker. Hi, Peter. Nice to have you here. Yeah, thank you, Carsten. Nice to be here again. Hi, Carsten. Uh, nice to be here the first time. Okay, great. Let's take a quick look at who you are. Volker Butzek is an IT architect with focus on web-based and mobile architecture. He's also an SAP mentor and a dive instructor. Uh, two rather different attributes, really, but uh, most importantly for today, he is basically the inventor of VDI5 which is an open source initiative for testing UI5-based applications. Peter Musik has been working for SAP since 2005. In the course of that, he's also been with this podcast about 16 episodes ago, I think. Uh, it was about OpenUI5. It was about OpenUI5, exactly. And he is an initial member of the Phoenix Project, also known as UI5, Open UI5, SAP UI5. Uh, today, he's Chief Development Architect for UI5 and focuses on evolution uh, and in his spare time is an active member of the UI5 open source community. Now, we'll give you Twitter addresses, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever there is available of the two uh, if you want to know more. Uh, let's come to Volker. You're an SAP mentor. Um, maybe some people don't even know what that is. Can you at first explain what that is and how one becomes an SAP mentor? Uh, the SAP mentors, I'd say, um, are more or less um, mediating specialists. So meaning um, they're specialists in uh, respective fields and areas um, they work in, uh, of course, with an SAP focus. And at the same time, um, they communicate uh, with SAP and the community and kind of mediate opinions, um, help with introducing products and also reflect opinions from the community back to the company. Um, so it's a small group, but a highly skilled group. And uh, I feel very fortunate to be a part of it. But uh, speaking of that, um, it's more or less been a happy accident for me. So um, I never applied. Uh, I was approached with, a, hey, congratulations, you're an SAP mentor now. And of course, <laughs> I took that with honors and uh, tried to fulfill that role best as I can. But to be honest, Volker, we have to admit that you well deserve it as you are really an active member also of the UI5 community or from my perspective and also others like CUP and so on. Well, thank you. In the end, though, that kind of sounds like you become an SAP mentor by how the Godfather says an offer that you can't refuse. Is that sort of the way it goes? Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little, little more positive though than in the Godfather, I guess. Um, now, uh, another thing we should maybe check uh, before we go on is, was it important to be a dive instructor to become an SAP mentor? Of course, because you can then code submerged. I'm just joking, no. 
you're able to deep dive. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm. Or he can think in multiple dimensions, right? Right. Oh, as we talked about just a minute before the podcast, exactly. Um, no. Uh, the other important thing we'll have to find out in the very beginning here is uh, what we want to talk about today, which is uh, WDI5 as it's spelled, VDI5 as we say, because the W is so cumbersome. I believe I can myself summarize very briefly. It's a testing tool for UIs and UI elements within uh, SAP UI5. Um, how did it happen to become a community project, maybe? Mainly. Well, in the beginning, it actually was an in-house project at JNS of the company I work for. Um, we had a, a product development going on and looked for a testing tool. And the product, of course, was developed with a UI5 as the UI technology. And at that time, uh, we deployed the tool both uh, to the web as a regular UI5 web application, but also wrapped it in a container and deployed it to um, mobile devices. And as I said, at that time, there was no tool available who fulfilled the requirement to test all platforms with um, the same tool. So um, we started developing our own, which now became VDI5. And um, in the beginning, it lived happily ever after with the product development, you know, serving as a regular test tool and also in several uh, projects for JNS. And then, of course, The UI5 successor uh, role had to be claimed um, when Peter uh, kind of announced to the community that uh, UI5 will go away, will be sunsetted. And um, not the least because of our good relationship in the past and uh, the good projects we did together. So Peter and me and also the other community members, we had the idea, why not... Um, kind of a cyber boost VDI5 into a UI5 successor role. And that's exactly what happened. Um, we were and are sponsored by SAP for doing an open source development for um, fulfilling the shoes that you are verified left behind. And I believe we very well did so, Peter. Yeah, I think that's, uh, again, a very positive story on that, what we are doing besides um, all the things around the tooling and the ecosystem in the UI5 community. So from a history perspective, so um, to give a bit my perspective of the story here, um, yeah, we developed a lot of uh, things in the past to do testing for UI5. So in the beginning, we, we looked into yeah things even before QUnit was there, into JSUnit and stuff like that with what's there. And uh, at some point of time, as we used jQuery, we decided to have QUnit as a framework to do some functional testing. But after functional testing, there was also a question what we do with integration testing. Integration testing for that, uh, we had the idea to develop something like the OPA5 framework, and then you could run um, the integration tests also in the browser. But then the automation question came, and with the automation questions, we looked into several opportunities, and UI Verify was then one thing which was born based uh, on, let's say, the Protractor API, it's the Angular testing framework. And uh, yeah, at some point of time, yeah, this Protractor framework has become deprecated, and so it was the question how to continue with that. Um, from that point of view, um, we started then to look a bit into what is next step. And uh, as I announced, I think it was two years back also at the UI5Con to have VDI5 as an alternative uh, testing framework next to the UIVery5, which are both open source frameworks then, by the way, also at that point of time already. Um, we decided, yeah, um, 
why not looking a bit more in the direction and sponsor um, VDI5 to be the successor of UI Verify because they are based on VDIO, which is a de facto standard for testing already today. And to make this then also the foundation for our test automations and how tests are at the end built. And it's really a quite active ecosystem, right? Because that's why you looked into that. Yeah, exactly. And coming back to the original questions of how did this become a community project, that's also worth mentioning that in the entire web development space and the Node.js development space, there is no point in doing closed source development. I mean, the entire idea behind the web um, conjures the image of being something interconnected that people can openly contribute to, that people can openly consume. So, of course, we then, when we initially um, uh, came up with VDI5, it was not a question whether not to go open source. It's in the nature of things. And um, that was also the case with UI Verify, and it's now the case with VDI5, and will stay like that. It's also an interesting thing on our side in, in the UI5 perspective. If, as you have seen also recently, more and more of our projects which we have started, they, we started them directly as open source, be it UI5 web components, be it UI Verify beat um, other things around in the ecosystem, the tooling and so on around UI5. So because it has been proven and uh, we get really a positive feedback also, if you do the things openly, uh, share it with the community, we get active involvement by you, you guys then, the community. And uh, with that, we can also establish and manifest and much better these toolings uh, into the different environments. Thanks to you. And thanks to you. You guys are great. I'm just going to go grab a coffee and let the two of you talk amongst yourselves. You don't even need me. Uh, let me uh, just for a second or give this a little bit of another direction. How exactly uh, do we have to picture it, or not exactly, but a little more practical, uh, what VDI 5 does? Is it a framework for which you then write test scripts uh, or does it consist of a collection of test scripts or what does someone need to understand in the matters of how you use it, how you contribute to it, and so on. Or mainly how you use it. It's a tool, I'd say. It's um, very plainly put, a tool that you install and that you run. And uh, I think it will mostly qualify or know how to phrase that best. VDI5 will live up to its potential when you do not notice it running. So that is the target. VDI5 needs to get out of the way as a testing tool and be your entrusted safety net so you can install it and use it during development to write tests and then make sure that your developments actually work as intended. So it's a safety net. But at the same time, it's an ongoing quality assurance tool that you can install and use in a CI-CD pipeline so continuous integration, continuous delivery pipeline to make sure that on every code contribution um, from a decentralized team, um, the intended scope, the intended features still work by running those tests through VDI5. So it's a tool that needs to get out of the way and then it fulfills its purpose. And uh, in that way or in within that scope, does it basically cover the same functionality or does it have the same scope as SAP's own tool, the, the, the Verify uh, used to have? 
Yes, it does. Um, of course, uh, more, thanks to the sponsoring by SAP. So we were able um, internally to distribute work and reach feature parity with UI Very5. And on top, already provide functions and functionality that UI Verified never had. And um, I think in terms of using it, um, you can imagine it as being, uh, as remote controlling a browser. So you simulate user interactions, not via actually doing those, but via scripting those. And um, by then operating the application in your intended way, by an automated task, by a script, which is VDI5 based, then you can make sure, okay, when the end user uses the application, it will actually work as intended. Peter, anything to add here? Yeah, basically what I would like to add here is also that um, it's not that we just started now to work together. It's also a long collaboration going on between the UI Very 5 guys and the VDI5 colleagues, Volker and team. Um, so that we looked already to make uh, things, concepts already reused in VDI5, things like um, how selectors are being written to identify the UI elements in the application. They are reused uh, from UI Very 5 also for VDI5. So this also makes it then easier to migrate existing tests from UI Very 5 to VDI5. And we are also investing these days in, in looking into uh, documentation, writing documentation, how you can do the migration and how you can get uh, uh, quick and uh, yeah, quickly up uh, to speed here to uh, move your tests into the VDI5 environment and use this tool for automation. But what I would like to add as well is what I really like with all these testing frameworks um, is that um, you can run them locally. You can run them centrally, and at the end, it's completely reproducible. So um, you just have, and, and locally on your machine, it's not much effort to set it up. You just run once the NPM install on your project, then run uh, NPM test, and the execution is running in the same more or less happens centrally. And this reproduction and this way of how it's being done, it's very, very effective, uh, in my opinion. Okay, I now actually collected two questions uh, that, came up for me. Um, one is, uh, Volker, you mentioned sponsoring, but Peter, I get you right that uh, SAP's involvement still goes way beyond sponsoring, right? It's not only giving money, we're also still involved in concepts and contributions. Yeah, one part is the sponsoring. So, because also Volker needs something to eat and uh, <laughs> so, uh, some beer and uh, therefore we need to sponsor um, the tool at, at least to get this foundation that we reach, um, that what we expect, the feature parity to the UI Verify. And um, on the other hand side, um, we also invest for sure ourselves to yeah, contribute in discussions and uh, also invest time in, in leveraging how we can integrate things uh, from different UI5 frameworks, how to make it easier to test UI5 inside uh, VDI5. And uh, yeah, I think that's really a, a, a cool, yeah, let's say, relationship what we have between each other um, to actively work and give feedback and improve things on each other's side, right? Yeah, it's also vital for the long term because um, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here with VDI5, as Peter already said. So we are reusing concepts from OPA5 with the matches, um, with the strategy of operating on the controls from regular UI5 API methods, and so on and so forth, to make the onboarding for using VDI5 uh, as 
easy as possible. So you do not have to learn a new scripting language. You do not have to learn a new way of operating on your um, UI5 application. Things are in place that you already know, and we glue them together differently. So it enables remote controlling a browser and um, uh, impersonating a user. So that's one thing. And then what Peter mentioned with the ongoing collaboration, that's really vital, as I said, long term, because VDI5 is not here for being developed by JNS soft only. VDI5 is a community project, uh, already is. Um, because there were several contributions from the outside that we never expected. Um, and in the long run, again, to mention it, um, we need a governance board. We need people with stakes in the tool to further steer development. And that goes way beyond you know, investing money into a sponsored development. That's actually the way um, an open source pr project is or has to be set up to be successful in the long run. Okay. I long ago noted my short answer to that question uh, because I like the sentence, Volker needs something to eat, uh, which I find an outrageous information. Uh, you do need something to eat. Damn it. Anyway, there was another question uh, I had in my mind. Uh, you said, I think, Peter, it was, uh, you said something about you can run it locally, you can run it centrally, etc. Um But can you also already use it as a cloud service? So like totally centrally called remotely or I don't know, uh, watching over your system from afar? Um, or do I deploy it in my landscape at least? I think I passed this question directly to Volker because I think that's one of his ideas uh, to go a bit further with the VDI5 development, right? Yeah, that's right. So um Of course, uh, we need to reach Champions League level here. So we're not playing Kaisliga C, we're playing Champions League. And um, for that, you need the uh, option at least to hook up VDI5 to a cloud-based testing environment. So um, two major uh, players in that sector are Browser Stack and Sauce Labs. They provide a variety of operating systems and browsers to uh, connect to in order to test an application. And we currently are in the final stages of finishing that uh, connection option uh, in VDI5. There's a pull request open and uh, close to finish. And then at UI5Con this year, we're hosting a workshop and we'll uh, and ho uh, hooking up VDI5 tests to such a cloud provider will be a vital part of that workshop. So yes, that is um, the goal to have the Champions League level, so to speak, uh, have VDI5 operate on a um, cloud-based testing provider, but also, of course, as Peter mentioned, support the local uh, runtime, meaning you install it on your machine, you use it while you're developing UI5 to make sure that things work as you want them to work. And what I like most is also when you don't have to take care where it runs, it's just running local, remote or wherever. And um, this is really a key thing to have. And to sum it up, too, is uh, in sort of an intermediate stage, so between running it locally and um, on the cloud provider side, um, there's the option to run VDI5 in your Docker image or as a Docker image in your CI CD pipeline. Uh, we are providing auto builds for all major Node.js versions um, with VDI5 included, with a basic setup included that you can, I think, pretty easily reuse in your pipelines. Nice. Sounds like a 
promising path to, as you called it, the Champions League there. Um, another one for Peter, maybe. Um, from your perspective, uh, does VDI 5, apart from these deployment options there, um, at this point fulfill everything that we from SAP side would like to see? Or are there some like major requirements in current discussion going on? I think recently, um, the one of the last release of the VDI 5 now uh, announced the feature parity to UI Verify, which is a bigger milestone, um, which has been reached because uh, I think this is key to have when we want to do the migration part, then this is one essential thing. Um, so there is also a lot of innovation going on in the testing. So this synchronous to asynchronous, so that we build now asynchronous testing, which increases also the performance. This is also a major step forward, um, which um, comes then with the VDI 5 as a testing tool. Um, what I would also see great, or uh, not what I would see, but what is great in the whole thing is that besides of testing UI5, um, it's also open to test not only the controls of sub UI5 or open UI5, it also allows you to test UI5 web components in that context. And for the UI5 web components, we are also using WebDriver.io for the test. So this is already a perfect match. And I think on that level, we also um, want to look a bit closer together in that how we can improve that even more. Then this can be done for sure also as some kind of an open source activity. Yeah, bringing it to open source, I think that's also one thing which is um, yeah, to be done. Uh, it's the move of uh, the repository to the UI5 community GitHub organization. So this is our place where we host centrally um, projects driven by the UI5 community with shared responsibilities where also uh, different people from our UI5 community have permissions to uh, manage and run that. And uh, so I think this would be also one thing which is, let's say, on the horizon to go forward to make this Sorry to interrupt, Peter, uh, so I understand you correctly there. Um, VDI 5 is open source, it's just not under the roof of the UI 5 open source. A UI5 community organization, right? That's correct. Right now, it's still on the organization of JNS Soft, and this is one thing we decided uh, where we move it then. All right. Exactly. So once the um, sponsored development kind of um, yeah flows out, so the tide uh, goes back. In terms of um, we've done everything um, we agreed on in terms of uh, the sponsored development, then we're going to move um, the VDI5 repository also formally into the UI5 community. And as I said, this comes with a couple of necessary other actions, such as establishing a governance board that oversees the future steps of VDI5 and also hopefully uh, create a greater interconnectedness with other tools um, that already exist, such as the Easy UI5 generator that we provide a hook into there, that you can add VDI5 tests easily, and also have a quicker bootstrap. So there's the NPM init VDI5 in the works that you actually do not have to go through any setup process at all. Currently, there's a CLI-based setup and a manual setup. So um, the third option will be NPM init VDI5, and you'll have a basic setup out of the box. Um, so as I said, yeah, so the, the, the additional goal that comes with the move is not only governance, but also provide a, a, a better interconnectness, a better integration with the already existing tools in the UI5 community. But I also would like to add, because we have done a lot of things on that direction to make it easier to get started. And here for sure also, it should be the case for VDI5 uh, related tests for the projects. 
now beyond uh, integration, feature parity and so on, uh, as we've talked about uh, community, how is uh, community life these days? Is VDI5 getting contributions from all over the world, requests, uh, particular plans to promote that in the future, etc.? Volker, maybe. I already hinted at that. I think um, there were contributions coming in already, or there are contributions coming in already um, that we never asked for. <laughs> so they just happened because it is a community project. So there's a couple of uh, really great things, such as major performance improvements from a colleague from New Zealand. There's um, drag and drop support coming in from a colleague from uh, Norway. So they all recognized um of the tool being community focused and they honor this and this in turn again honors us that it seems we've done the right step and taken the right approach there because you know everybody has heard of the log4j incident um, that's sort of the counter example to what's happening here um, vdi5 which is a, a successor to an already existing tool uh, filling a void but it is sponsored there is a sponsored open source development and not relying on some poor, lonely guys that don't have enough to eat or drink at JNSsoft, yeah, for providing a successor, but actually giving them uh, food and drinks for coming up with VDI5. And what what also needs to be added here is that yeah, even that it's open source and community driven. Also, SAP, as we said, is still contributing. So, for example, the Fiori Elements enablement that you can use page objects from Fiori Elements for VDI five testing. This is also a contribution the Fiori Elements team did here uh, to make this possible. And so it shows really that um, communication is even going here hand in hand, even if Volker is in JSoft and there are teams inside of SAP. Um, developing parts for UI5, UI5 testing, that they also incorporate the things then back into the VDI5 testing environment. And it's great to see that this kind of ecosystem then also starts to be established here. Nice. Sounds like it's living the promise of open source there. That leads me actually to our usual final question, which is, uh, no, actually the pre-final question, which is uh, if you uh, would send people somewhere uh, to find something out about using, about uh, contributing, uh, where would they go? In my opinion, they'd open up a terminal or shell and uh, type in npx uh, wdio, or then in the future, npm init, init vdi, that's it. Or maybe ECUI5 and VDI5. <laughs> Just kidding. And you have for sure your homepage, your GitHub page. Yeah, so exactly. Documentation is already extensive. Um, so it's linked from the VDI5 repository. And then we'll, of course, also move into the UI5 community um, with many code examples um, from the very beginning, how to get started, how to set up things to more advanced use cases, such as file uploads, or verify screenshots. That's also uh, an important thing. And then uh, we're continuously trying to um, blog about what uh, VDI5 is capable of or what you can do with it. And so there are already a couple of blog posts out, out there, both from colleagues and from me. And there'll be many more in the future to come in terms of um, you have a certain task to do and then how, how would you do it with VDI5? up to all the way um, to UI5Con where we'll host a big workshop where we start 
um, from scratch with a basic JS app, so JavaScript.js soft app, but what a happy coincidence in terms of naming. Huh? And so we start from scratch there and we move it all the way to a TypeScript app and testing uh, web components with it um, on browser stack. Yeah, what a happy coincidence. <laughs> I wonder how coincidental that might be. Yeah, he, he sought hours for that <laughs> joke. <laughs> anyway, that was the pre-final. Now okay, let's come to the final question. If you could choose uh, some key takeaways, uh, usually three, um, that listeners should take home or along from this episode, um, which would they be? You can both have two if you wish. You want to go first? I'd say um, look at VDI5 as your friendly neighborhood UI5 testing tool driven by the community. Nice. Peter? Analog to the podcast. Do it the open source way <laughs> more than ever. So that's really one thing what we have in mind, doing more open source projects from UI5 perspective also now with VDI5. And then let's not forget the original license that VDI5 was published as. So that's the derived beer aware license, which says uh, whenever you run into one of the contributors, uh, be so kind and uh, sponsor a beer. Yeah, and here I have to add dot five point for me, please. <laughs> I'm not a beer fan. So respect the license. Yeah, that's why it's derived from the original beer aware license. Okay, respect the license, of course. Uh, and I think it has moved beyond the beer license from what we talked about before because uh, Volker needs to eat something. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, but beer is also meal. Huh? Uh, let's not talk about uh, German attitudes and World Health Organization attitude differences towards beer now. This is not the podcast about that. Um, now, um, you said uh, UI5Con. Um Does it take place in person again? And when is that? Did you mention it before? I may have missed that. I think we did not mention especially the time when it's happening. So we are proud that in, in July 7th and 8th, it's a Thursday and Friday, when I remember right, um, the UI5Con will take place again here um, in Roth. It will be most probably a hybrid conference that will allow us to invite, let's say, people and the registration will then open at the right point in time for sure. But everyone is welcome definitely online. So from all over the world, you can dial in. It's free. Uh, You can just jump in, jump out, and um, also join then the, the hands-on session of Volker. We have to see how we can do that, and with many, many people being remote to support. Um, but uh, definitely, this will be really an interesting experience. There is more going on, and uh, yeah, I can also give the link as part of the podcast uh, minutes below. I was just going to say, we'll make sure we, of course, have all the links to the VDI5 GitHub repository, any blogs, uh, UI5Con, etc. under the podcast as usual. With that commercial break, basically, uh, we close this episode. Thank you very much, Volker and Peter, for being our guests today. It was great to have you here. Thank you, Carsten. All right. You are more than welcome. Uh, and thank you all out there for listening to The Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss the next episode. We publish every last Wednesday of the month, unless we're in some kind of summer break, which you'll find out. Uh, you'll find us on OpenSAP and in most of those places where you find your other podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the likes. Uh, thanks again for listening and goodbye for now.